Wayne goes to Tannis's for a day. They realize they're not each other's bay. Meanwhile, the wackos who rave of hikes and tacos claim everything's better in L.A. It's not Thirsty Thursday, but it is Wine Wednesday. And that means we are once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is also available on the dark web. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt, the vulgar Victor. And joining us tonight on the panel, she's known as not Hannibal Lecter on Twitter. She's a patron, which makes her A-OK in our books. Please join me in making some noise for Anna. Wondrous. Oh, my God. Welcome to the produce, Dan, Anna. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Anna, what, where are you uh, speaking to us from? I am coming in from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York? Brooklyn, New York. That's oh, right. Cool. Not Brooklyn, Ontario. Cool. Not uh, Brooklyn, Ontario. Not Brookline, Massachusetts. Uh, Brooklyn, New York. Oh, thank God. Not from Massachusetts. Because, well, you know. Um, what, what do you do for a living, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, well, that is a uh, tricky question these days. So I oh. used to uh, oh. make most of my money from being an interpreter at court um, from Russian to English and English to Russian. Oh, wow. But that has been not a thing right. since um, last March. So now most of my uh, income comes from a, an online postage store. I was just about to ask you I about I run this. and operate. And the reason, my, I, you know, podcast listeners won't be able to see this, but my Zoom background is blurred right now. Mm. And the, the reason for this is aesthetics. <laughs> um, it's very messy and there's stamps everywhere. Wow. I was going to ask <laughs> and, you about uh, the, the postage store. So I, th- I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it was this- an ungodly mess back there. So and I am um, not sufficiently ashamed of it to clean it up, but sufficiently ashamed to blur it on Zoom. <laughs> All good, all good, and and luckily this uh, podcast is is uh, audio only. But uh, so the post, I was going to ask you about the postage store. So I thought maybe this is just a hobby of yours. But this is so this is what you're doing right now to make money. Well, it you know it kind of grew and grew. So it, you know it's one of those things where you know once you have the setup, like it's an it was an it's an Etsy store. So mm-hmm. at some point you you know I first I started just sort of selling discount postage to postcarding groups who just needed large amounts of bulk postage and i figured out a way to get it to them cheaper um, than retail and then i just kind of expanded and expanded and expanded until now i have like a thousand listings for all kinds of vintage stamps from 1920s to like 2000 somethings and uh, so, uh, a lot of them my customers now are wedding planners uh so that's also really? thing that did not exist for most of 2020 so now finally it's picking up again for summer and fall where do you get your uh, stamps yeah. though where do you get your stamps uh, well, I started out on eBay. So mm-hmm. if you go to the big section stamps and a small subsection postage, a lot of um, there's a lot of collections and a lot of just bulk postage from years gone by being sold at a substantial discount, usually around 70 cents on a dollar. Hmm. So you can get, if you know, life hack. If you have mail, 
you know, you can and you don't mind using um, instead of the current forever stamp or, you know, a barcode, if you don't mind putting it together yourself and counting it up. You can use old vintage stamps with old denominations, mm-hmm. hmm. um, but you can get it about 70 cents on dollar, which actually adds up if you're like a postcarding group or an activist group that sends out a lot of mail. Wow. Um, yeah. And so now it grew and grew and grew. And now it's like a six figure revenue store. So uh, wow. at this point, when the. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm not saying it's six figure profit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, right. we, we could use a, a sponsor if uh, if you're in, if you're so inclined. <laughs> oh, I can record. I can record. A, yes, that's right. I should record a, a little ad for you guys. Or no, I should write one of those ad copies and let you guys riff on it. Yeah, there you go. Love it. Uh, like uh, keeping you know, a snail mail alive, though. It's yeah, that's, that's yeah, cool. yeah, like Casper mattress and uh, other <laughs> things. You know that all my podcasts, you know, can't be without lumber, you, li- you know, lumber liquidators and Casper mattress and, and HelloFresh. And yeah, you can be one of <laughs> yes, those companies. Blue yeah. Apron. Blue Apron can't be without. Can't do without Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're giving them free airtime. We shouldn't be doing that. Uh, well, you know what? It's, postage, <laughs> postage that store. <laughs> uh, it's it's about time we got somebody who could translate Victor for us as a as a Russian. Interpreter. Now you can tell us what he's been saying all this time. Uh, has he been mumbling things? Has he been mumbling aggressive things under his breath? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I only curse in Russian. Yeah. So okay. where did you pick? How, just out of curiosity, how old were you when you emigrated? Uh, I was eight. So okay, so you learned all of your horrible Russian swears, which we all, which are horrible <laughs> by age eight. That's all uh, I want to know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I I already. Hey, kindergarten was rough in USSR, man. <laughs> there's some there's some degens in kindergarten in USSR. It's the only it's the only way to survive survive in the in the playground. <laughs> wow. Oh. Sorry, Tanya. I think I cut you off. No, I was just asking. Where did you uh, pick Russian up from? I grew up in USSR. Oh, did you? So how old were you? I also, I too was one of the kindergarten teachers. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Moscow. Wow. And wh- how old were you when you uh, emigrated? I was slightly older. So my repertoire of swears was probably a tiny bit larger. I was 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> that's, wow. That's, that's awesome. Um, all right. So, I mean, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank I mean, you for having well, you're on because you're a patron, so we want to thank you for for your patronage and and uh, and for for joining us today. Uh, when did you discover Letter Kenny? I think I discovered it pretty pretty soon after it came on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know who mentioned it to me, uh, or if we just kind of saw it pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was pretty hooked, literally from the cold open. Yeah. That's great. And I, I firm the cold open to season one, episode one is still probably one of the best scenes they've ever done. Yeah. yeah. Like show of hands, like what can beat the chirping? Yeah. You come, you that, come in men the, for, the cold for open. Yeah, you come in men for all of us or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's great. Oh yeah. Great I was line. sold, man. I was like, yep. <laughs> I'm watching literally all of this. Yeah. It did nothing for, hours. for Tanya and Victor, but uh, it, it definitely hooked me right away. <laughs> I think I was sold the moment he said that um, Wayne said, "What kind of backwards fucking pageantry is that?" Yeah, it's. it's I was like, "Yep, I'm in love." For, for all right for low ball or low brow humor, it it definitely had uh, some highbrow uh, 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 dialogue. All right, so uh, here we go. 
How are you now? How was your week? Today's lineup is going to be Matt, Tanya, Al, Victor, and we'll, leave, we'll give our guests the last word. Matt, how's your week? Yeah, I mean, not much has changed since last week. I went from staring at a bucket to now staring at a bunch of bottles. <laughs> so, and that's going to go on for two weeks. So, imagine the next week is basically the same thing. And Anna, you get that look. I don't know if you had listened last week's cast. I'm. I, I can t- guess you're brewing something. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, there. I don't know. You filled in all the blanks. We're good. I, I, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking like, okay, bucket. I mean, it wasn't a tub, so I'm guessing not nope. moonshine or gin. No, no, no. no I'm, there's no acid in a tub. <laughs> it is an ale. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean uh, that's really all that's changed. I'm staring at the, these damn bottles, counting the days down that I can actually drink the fucking things. But yeah. So did you taste good. it before you bottled it? I did. And? I did. Uh, I I can uh, I could I could hit. There was flavor there for sure, but okay. it's not carbonated, right? So mm-hmm. it's hard to. It basically feels like flat beer at that mm-hmm. point. So my wife had a drink, and she's like, "It's it doesn't taste good." I'm like, "Well, it's not carbonated." that you need that carbonation to give sure. you to really make the flavors pop. But and how do you add the, there. Car- how do you add the carbonation? It, it happens naturally. So you add a uh, priming sugar to the, to the mixture as you bring it over to the bottles. Mm-hmm. And then over the next couple of weeks, they sit there and the sugars, I'm going to get all this wrong, but eat up the yeast and whatever, and basically turn it into a carbonated beverage. So it naturally happens mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks. Um, so by next Saturday, I can throw them in the fridge um, I might even let most of them will wait a little longer, but by next Saturday I can throw them in the fridge and then a day or two later I will drink my first beverage. So two weeks from now I'll be reporting on whether I succeeded or not. So were you actually following a recipe or is yeah. this like a, a, a Matt uh, original? No, 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 no. I will get there. Mm-hmm. I will get there. But, you know, I'm just, I just, this is literally the first batch I've ever made. Yeah. So I bought one of those kits. They give you the yeast. They give you the hops. They give you the malts. Right. And they tell you how to do it. So I followed it to a T because I'm like, I want to at least know what the basic process is. And then I'll begin to start playing. Um, but yeah, I want to get a couple batches under my belt, just following the process. And I'm already buying new, new, uh, new gear. I bought a bar. What? I did buy a bar. Yeah, I bought a bar. Not like getting into it. Not an establishment, but like an old retro uh, tufted um bar oh cool 40 for 40 bucks on marketplace because that's my new favorite place oh my god and, you're, uh, you're, tell jen to to uh to lose your internet password yeah, because you're someone just... needs someone needs to take it away from me for sure it's my our neighbors game. had our neighbors had a bar yeah, in their, in their garage yeah we used to go and hang out there before the covid happened and see they would pop open the garage door and it would be bars open mm-hmm. and then yeah. uh whoever would stop in and uh, right. it was a great time. Yeah, many a night spent true. in there getting very, very drunk and listening to cassettes. And, cassettes. and, and yeah, it was <laughs> absolutely. The, well, the they Toronto had no... chapter will be opening soon. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> very nice. Tanya, how was your week? Uh, busy, busy. Uh, work's been busy. Um, I don't think anything news happened. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, um, your birth, your dad's birthday was today. That was today. That's right. We, and, we uh, helped him celebrate out in the backyard. He came over. Happy birthday, dad. He turned 70 uh, today. Um, and uh, we, we gave him a, a COVID <laughs> friendly, <laughs> friendly. Gather- gathering. <laughs> Thankfully, it was a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in plus 12 today. Uh, so that was really nice. And uh, got to spend some time outside and uh, remember, uh, have memories back when uh, we used to all hang out and be together as a family. So looking forward to that happening again soon. Yeah, soon enough. Uh, My week uh, uh, has been a shit show with work. Just so busy. Um, 
and yeah, I have nothing to say about that except, oh man, I can't wait for for this project that we're working on to to end in a couple of weeks. And then there is there's been movement on the new uh, gig, Victor, FYI. Uh, uh, if they're going to post the position at the end of the month. So hopefully by mid to late April, maybe I'll be in my new position. So I can't wait for that. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, how was your week, Victor? Uh, similar to yours. Uh, things are just, uh, you know, crazy busy at work. And so when I, uh, kind of shut down, I, I've been really focusing on my hobbies and, uh, spending a lot of quality time with my guitar and, uh, <laughs> you know, playing some tunes, making some new music. So feeling good and inspired about that, uh, playing with my trains, uh, <laughs> watching my hockey teams lose, yeah. uh, and counting that down the days till, uh, Zack Snyder's justice league comes out. So, uh, yeah, just a hobby, 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 hobby stuff. When you say hobbies, I just picture you sitting in trains. That's all. Yeah. I, that's, that's all sitting I in trains, playing my guitars, watching the hockey, uh, uh, you know, what else? Uh, that's quite the playroom you've got there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. It's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice, uh, down here. I'd I like have, it. I'd all have, it needs, all, all it needs is a bar. I'd have older children. One. I got who one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, to have older children who don't demand your, your time all the time. Then you have time to yourself again. Anna, how's, yeah, yeah. how's your dream. week? How's your week in, in uh, Brooklyn? How's the weather down there? It is actually really picking up. Like spring is in the air. Mm -hmm. um, you know, about a week ago, my cat, who's 19, has really started yelling to go outside on the terrace. Wow. Um, I, I, I'm lucky enough to have a terrace with like potted plants. And an old cat who has really missed the terrace, man. And she's starting to scream, but it's still too cold when I let her out. So she kind of wiggles around and runs back in. But then she asks to be let out. It's a whole thing. And she won't, um, leave, also, she won't, she won't leave the terrace? Well, huh? She won't leave the terrace. Well, she wants to be out there. Mm -hmm. But as soon as she walks back in, she forgets that it was cold and windy. Nah. So she asks to be let out again. And, and they don't. Out and he's like. Oh yeah, that's why I came back in. They don't try to wander away further than the the terrace. Well, it's a uh, we're on the we're on the seventh floor. It's oh, it's okay. like a no balcony. place to wander. Feline suicide. <laughs> no, she she can. Oh, there is actually a place to wander because it's connected to a neighbor's terrace. Um, oh. and she has in fact wiggled out between the bars and like scampered off to the neighbors and we have to all we can do is just stand there like can't come back, <laughs> come yeah. back immediately. They have a dog. Oh well, and you. <laughs> you you and Victor appreciate then this. Then my seven year old tonight, as I was putting him to bed, um, he said, "I'm like I, he was a little bit nervous about going to bed. He still gets kind of scared." And he said, "Oh, I'm just going to think about happy thoughts, like being an adult and having a bunch of cats." There you go. <laughs> that, that, tell your kid that whatever he's imagining, that is exactly what adulthood is. <laughs> it's just you and a bunch of cats uh, forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a good life right there. <laughs> right. Um, also, I'm was watching. I'm watching the thermometer. The ground in my frozen pots on terrace is finally unfreezing. So, God willing, in the you know the the the, the mercury, if the mercury doesn't drop again, I can pull up my turnips. Pull them up. <laughs> I have tur I have turnips overwintering in a long pot. That I did not pull up in November. Oh, wow. so that's a oh long process. That, yeah. that, that, that sentence should be on a bumper sticker somewhere. <laughs> I have, have turnips overwintering in my pot. That's uh, a thinker. If yeah. you get stuck yeah. behind that in traffic. 
<laughs> Such a specific one. I know. I I know. Yeah. Uh, Victor, you may not want to get into a bumper sticker design. I don't know if there's a future there for you. <laughs> there you go. Oh. All right. Let's welcome our, our uh, new tw- Twitter followers. We have 11 this week. Uh, so welcome to new followers. JL, Christopher Keenan, Taylor Christoph, Matt Hayes from Manchester, Pennsylvania, Maddie from Rhode Island, uh, Rob Murray, Rob Kugler, Joe Ike. Vanessa from Tacoma, Washington, uh, Brandon Traster from Clayton, New Jersey, and Adam Grigsby from uh, the mountains. Thank you all for following and hopefully for listening. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Last week, we recap and reviewed episode one of season five. We don't fight at weddings. That episode got a fresh from Tanya, Matt, and myself and a clearance from Victor. According to our scientific Twitter poll, 85% of you disagreed with Victor, obviously, and gave this a fresh. (laughs) Only 15 gave it a clearance and uh, no one gave it a compost. This week, we recap and review episode two of season five, The Old College Try. Uh, Matt, I'm going to let his script be wrong and just allow it to continue. What's wrong? Matt, wanna... Matt, Matt also gave it a clearance, but anyway, please continue. Matt gave it a clearance? <laughs> oh, wait. It was Victor. Oh, sorry, Victor, Tanya, and myself who gave it a, a fresh, and Matt gave it a clearance. That's Matt right. Matt was the odd one. Yeah, that, that's what threw me off. It's rare that that happens, but it I'm going to own it because <laughs> I, I stand by my decision. Are you going to own it? Because I thought you were just going to let it go there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, my bad. Uh, Matt, have you done your homework? Twice. Twice. Well done. Tanya, have you done your homework? Actually, I've done it twice, too. Can I count that? Yeah, sure. Why not? I've done my homework, you know, multiple times. Um, Victor? (laughs) That's what she said. Uh, Well, well, in spite of you, I did do my homework uh, just in time. Okay. Matt threw me off this week, all right? I know I didn't get send you your reminder. Matt's going under the bus again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm throwing Matt (laughs) under the bus. This is all on him. Anna, have you done your homework? Also, believe it or not, twice, twice? Uh, once a few days ago and once, you know, just a couple hours ago to refresh my memory. All right. Well, <laughs> we, we appreciate uh, your, your commitment. Here we go. We start with the cold open. The Hicks are at the Letterkenny Ukrainian Center bar having drinks and talking about their pal's second cousin, Garrett's not Jarrett, who's a good guy. Garrett's moving down to L.A. to try to be an actor. Katie. Uh, thinks he's winning for the weather alone, but Derry doesn't think so. Says it won't. It shouldn't be warm all the time. Four season helps keep a man regular. Uh, Derry wonders why Garrett's moving to LA to be an actor. Isn't that something you just kind of are? Uh, Katie disagrees. She argues that a librarian isn't a librarian without collecting a paycheck. They have to work. Can you do that? Do what? Or earn a living as, as an actor. That's a thing? Sure it is. So you can earn a living as an actor, you say? Yeah, how do you think Brad Pitt bought all those paintings and became so passionate about architecture? I would smash that dude with a Category 5 hurricane off the coast. Huh, Gary's going to L.A. to make a living as an actor. Time to be alive. I wonder uh, if uh, the Brad Pitt line came before or after Brad Pitt shouted out Letter Kenny at that awards that one time. I feel like it, it, it predated that. Uh, this, the uh, conversation turns to Wayne uh, going on a jag about uh, L.A. people and tacos. L.A. people should shut the fuck up about tacos. What's this? <laughs> you never met one before? So they fucking talk about. Hey, you like tacos? Let's get some tacos. You know who's got great tacos? Well, these guys have the best tacos. You like tacos, right? Tacos, tacos, tacos. Venice Beach tacos. It's fucking fish steak <laughs> or cornitas wrapped in tortillas. How good can it fucking be? He's right. Dairy. <laughs> Dairy thinks I like... he calls it tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> Derry thinks LA people should also shut the fuck up about shut shut the fuck up about 
hiking. Um, my mouth's not working today. Says it's just an <laughs> asshole's word for walking. Uh, he wasn't born yesterday. It's all tacos and hikes, hikes and tacos. Uh, Squirrely Dan asks, but how are you used to know that hikings and tacos aren't better in L.A.? They are. Aren't they? Everything's better in L.A. Says who? People in L.A. Yeah, didn't you never not notice that people from up here go down to L.A. and then they come back up here calling it L.A. Is that what they do? L.A. L.A. Thank you. L.A. Thank you. Everything's better in L.A. What, never met one of them before? It's all they talk about. Well, you've never even been to L.A.? You have to come to L.A. You love L.A. L.A., L.A., Toyota hybrid fucking cars, L.A. Oh yeah, you think you know tacos, eh? I'm gonna tell you, you're some kind of fucking asshole if you think you know tacos, you never had a taco in L.A. You think you know hiking? <laughs> you've never seen a hike until you've had a hike in L.A. Oh, I hate the weather up here. It's so much warmer in L.A. Oh yeah, didn't you not know it gets just as cold in L.A.? It's just a different kind of cold in L.A. It's desert, you know. <laughs> Put your finger out of your ass. That's exactly what I say. Put your finger out of your ass. Squirrely Dan tries to call them on their la- on their L.A. BS by asking who they know who has ever been to L.A. And you cut to sh- Jonesy at the hockey rink eating a taco and he asks, what's up? What's this about L.A.? And you cut to the theme. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, what did you think of this uh, cold open? I love this one, man. This yeah. is so much fun. I mean, it's funny because you, you hear them all and, and, and oddly with, with Katie it felt natural for her to say it. the others felt very forced, but I loved it. And I don't know, it's just the tone they're hitting, but it's, there's this snootiness about this kind of shit. And I, and I just, I thought that they did such a great job of selling it. And the taco thing was very relevant for me this week because we are making a lot of homemade tacos these days Mm -hmm. and uh, just totally crushing it. But uh yeah, that's off topic. But anyways, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I like, yeah, I like talking about food. What yeah. kind of taco we talk about? The taco. <laughs> Homemade fish tacos inspired Ooh, by LA. LA. Yum yum yum. Tanya, what did you think of the cold open? Um, it was okay. I want to ask the um the the ending there mm-hmm. how it flashed over to I know I don't know who Jonesy Jonesy. Riley. Oh no, Riley. Sorry, Ryan's, Riley. Why, why why did that happen? Is he from LA or no? Something? It's like, probably an inside a... joke though, because he, he uh, out of the cast, he's probably done the most acting, you know, with Disney and 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 stuff. So maybe he spends a lot more time. And I think there's a lot of inside joking there. I mean, we know about. Uh, I thought uh, there was something which, else happened that I didn't realize. We we, we know about Jared Kiso's, uh, uh, you know, when when he tried acting, went down to uh, L.A. and well, that's came where back I kind of thought they were going to take it. Well, I think. Uh, he, uh, to me personally, I think they wrote this in you know response to that. Like he went down to LA, hated it, came back here and made himself a, a star in Canada, right? Um, and but Riley is still doing it. He's doing the Disney movies. He's going to be in the next I and I'm Mighty Ducks movie. So and he, he's got that LA surfer look with the with the blonde hair and and just the way he speaks and just <laughs> everything perfect. about him, right? Like so, I think oh, wow. it, it made sense to to flash to him, uh, Victor. Would, or I guess I can talk about what I thought about it. Um, it was just okay. I mean, it was. It was, as far as cold opens go, it's not one of my favorites. It was just okay. Uh, I appreciated the new setting, the the Ukrainian center. Uh, so I guess that means, and we don't know yet, but I guess that means that the old or Modine's two is no longer. So I'm sure we'll figure, we'll learn about that later. Was that uh, what that was? The Ukrainian center? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, how, how did you, how did you know it was the Ukrainian? Yeah. Center? There's a there was a Ukrainian sign uh, on the back, but I, I also just knew from just because 
later on uh, you find out or, or I've read somewhere that it's the Ukrainian center and it, it looks like a legion or, or, or a, it looks like the upstairs of a curling rink or whatever. It just looks kind of like one of I these. I thought they were just in Modine's. No, that was a Modine's. That didn't look nothing like Modine's. Have you what? been watching the show? <laughs> yeah. Are you watching this? <laughs> anyway. Cur- cur- curling rink is very specific. I mean, it's interesting that you said Oh, that. if you ever go into a, a curling rink in, in Ontario, at least, I'm, but I'm sure it's the same everywhere. And go, there's always a bar upstairs because that's where the, I mean, curling is one of those sports that is enhanced by drinking uh and uh it needs to have a bar and it's usually upstairs overlooking the rink and that's what i the, knew what i, I knew like. i would like curling <laughs> all professional give, all, all professional curlers are cringing right now I no know. no they're all agreeing with me they're all like damn straight trust me i know the- i'm still convinced it's the only sport i could probably compete as an olympian that ice is super slippery don't 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 kid yourself. It's, it's I'm not I'm not. But I mean, I and I'm not trying to discredit. It. I mean, yeah. I think it's a very skilled sport, mm-hmm. but I've already ruled out things like track and field. Sure, sure. Um, I've basically most, out. most 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 normal sports. Yeah. Anything that I could learn on. to. Yeah, I could learn to curl Catch. and drink and throw a rock down. the. I was excellent at pool. Yeah. You're so. very good at sweeping. <laughs> I did curling in high school. It was a lot of fun. It's actually really fun to play. Oh, uh, I bet it is. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Playing drunk would be would be asking for trouble. Uh, Victor, what did you think of that cold open? Um, I thought. I think it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I the whole gag I think went on a little long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 then the other problem for me, and it's, this this is a me problem, is I couldn't really relate to the humor so much, right? It's not like I'm around people from LA that yeah. talk like that and mm-hmm. are always going on and on and on about it. So I kind of felt like, yeah, okay, I guess I can imagine there's people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I can remember one or two people in my entire life that mm-hmm. I would have encountered that maybe would have acted like that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the relationship there ends, right? Mm-hmm. And then at that point, okay, Hey guys, move on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it wasn't bad. It was just just went on a little long and not completely re- relatable for me. Sure, Anna. Mm. I like this cold open um, because it expanded kind of a, the weird internal logic of Letterkenny for me. Um, I like to sort of consider letter like I'm I'm here for making it a coherent internally coherent universe right mm-hmm. so all this kvetching about la and people who are you know go on and on about it basically tells me one of two things either there's a sizable percentage of letter kenny population 5000 that makes a pilgrimage to la <laughs> and then comes back <laughs> to go on and on about it mm-hmm. or and this is the by my, probably the theory i like more it's just Riley yeah. who's been to LA <laughs> possibly once and who's been since gushing to Katie about it yeah. within Wayne and Derry's earshot. Well, and, and when, they have internalized all of this and are terribly, terribly upset. Sure. And when Squirrely Dan calls them on it and they and he asks them, who do you know who's been to LA? Who they, do you know who's been to LA? They and do then stop. To Riley, oh, <laughs> this, this is the guy. Yeah, they do stop Smart. and think. And, and for a second there, you wonder, did yeah, they you get all this yeah. who is it that's been ruining your life by yeah. you know all these with all these reminiscences of la like and then it flashes to riley it's like oh it's just him yeah, yeah. <laughs> the point. one idiot in town it's the, the one guy in town that they can you know overhear all right. Oh. Scene one out of the credits. Derry and Squirrely Dan and Katie are in the farmhouse kitchen playing cribbage. Uh, Wayne sits at the table 
uh, in in his version of being dressed up with, which is a flannel shirt with a turtleneck. Uh, the others, <laughs> the others ask him why he's all dressed up as uh, he pours four <laughs> shots of Gus and Brew. Now you smell Tannis and I are giving her the old college try. You know, I get ending things with Rosie because you have feelings for another woman. She reads too much. She up to something. And I back that. Thank you, Katie. But do you think Tannis is a little rough around the edges? How do you mean? Isn't her uh, soil a bit rocky? Isn't her grain a little bit rough for the lathe? Well, <laughs> only one way to find out, Super Chieftains. Uh, next scene at the hockey arena, Riley and Jonesy are at the entrance, psyching themselves up for a new hockey season. So many off-season reps, buddy. So many preseason reps, buddy. Said no to the juice. We fucking baseball, buddy. We dug deep. Bear down. Time to show the boys some gains. Coach is gonna flip when he sees these gains. Gain Gretzky. Gain the Rock Johnson. Shania gain. Gains trains and automobiles for death. <laughs> Let's show these boys the legends. Welcome amongst them. Hashtag Legend Life. You guys want to go back out and try that again? Maybe it's the lighting in here, but I'm not seeing any gains. What? Doesn't matter. Team folded. Why? It's not enough bodies. Why? Because it's senior A whale shit hockey. <laughs> I love that. Uh, the way coach sees it, they have three options. A, they can go to the next uh, town and play for for them. Riley and Jonesy don't like that idea of traveling for whale shit hockey and gains for whale shit hockey. It was even a stretch. Cone uh, coach reminds them that they didn't they didn't get any gains. Uh, their second option B would be to hang them up, but Riley and Jonesy say there's still good rubber left on those wheels. So their third option is to join a championship team right here in Letterkenny as coaches with him. Riley and Jonesy don't like that idea at all. Coach says the team has already won back to back ships. Uh, that's short for championships, by the way. Uh, Riley and Jonesy note that they're actually they've actually never won a ship. Uh, the team is on track to win back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back boats. Riley and Jonesy would love to win a boat. Love to win a boat, buddy. Hey, buddy. And come on. Let's win a fucking sea liner. Let's win a Great Lakes freighter. Let's win a cable ferry. Let's win a cabin cruiser. Let's win a Boston whaler. Let's win a recreational trawler. Let's win a paddle steamer. Let's win a pleasure barge. Let's win an outrigger. Let's win a freshwater vessel. Let's win a naval drifter. Let's win a water rambo. <laughs> Let's win a landing craft. Let's win a saltwater lugger. Let's win a sea tugger. Let's win a luxury Fucking yacht! Let's go! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Riley and Jonesy storm off toward the locker room. Coach turns around to reveal the logo on his back for the Letter Kenny Shamrockettes. Uh, next scene outside Tannis's cabin by the lake. Uh, Wayne arrives for his date. Tannis steps out with a smoke. Wayne greets Tannis with his usual, How are you now? Tannis spits, which stops Wayne in his tracks. What? 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 The actual fuck was that. What? Well, you're standing, <laughs> breathing, and smoking, so the other thing. Spitting? Some barefaced, uncultivated version of it, yes. What, you never seen someone spit before? Yes. An inexcusably obese man in the batter's box at a Blue Jays game. But you never seen a girl spit before? <laughs> yes. A six-year-old after consuming an insect in her ice cream cone. But you don't think girls should spit? I don't say what girls should do. <laughs> but you don't like it when girls spit. Preferably not within my line of sight, earshot, and in a perfect world, ever. <laughs> Tannis spits again and asks Wayne if he's hungry. Am I hungry? 
Yeah, that's what I said. I'm immediately concerned that sensation may never reestablish itself. <laughs> what a ride it's been. Oh, don't be so dramatic. What is this, the 1950s? You want me to go borrow an ankle-length skirt from my auntie? Come on, I cook for you. Let's go. That's one of my favorite lines. I'm immediately concerned that sensation may never yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that line. Tannis goes... Oh. Nope. Go ahead. I was concerned for 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 Squirrely Dan when he said inexcusably obese man in case that <laughs> I thought, oh wait, is this gonna be is he gonna throw Squirrely under the bus here? What's happening? And no, it was just a random baseball uh, yeah. a baseball player. <laughs> uh, not random, a blue jay. So probably like uh, Frank Thomas or, or one of those fat batters. Yeah. <laughs> Tannis goes into the cabin. Wayne doesn't move. He's having second thoughts. Next scene, at the skid's lair, Stuart and Rold are pacing. They're impatiently waiting for someone. He was supposed to be here over an hour ago. Try him again. Stuart, I just tried him. And? Straight to voicemail. Aggravating. Stuart. Agitating. Stuart. Alarming. <laughs> Stuart. Rold. I think... I may have a problem. No. No! I'm in over my head. We all want it. I have no control. We all need it. And where is it? Right here. <laughs> the skids turn to find someone standing at their entrance holding a bag. The visitor is Everett, uh, played by Alex Haruk or Harush. Uh, he asks about the meth. Stuart says they have it and then demands that he bring out his computer and get them into the dark web. Stuart summons the visitor to a stand-up desk, which is just a console table with a bench on top of it. Everett asks Stuart why he's got a stand-up desk. Stuart says, because sitting is quietly murdering you. Uh, Everett opens the laptop. And here we are. The dark web. Why do you guys crave the dark web so much? Because the dark web is exclusive. The dark web is only accessible using special software. Users remain untraceable and anonymous on the dark web. You can hire a hitman on the dark web. Purchase illegal contraband on the dark web. Sell illegal contraband on the dark web. Oh, you could join a rebel army. Or you could build a bomb for your own rebel army on the dark web. The thrill of having all of that at your fingertips is so... Metal. What's in the menu today, chef? I left a tab open for you guys. Something I thought you'd dig. Mm. It's funny the way you asked like that, like the dark website was food, because... How to cook human meat! <laughs> <laughs> Just then, the skids get a call from someone named Hard Right Jay. The skids don't like the Hard Right uh, mutts, but Stuart wants, to ignore, uh, Stuart wants to ignore the call, but Roald asks him how they're going to find cool new things on the dark web unless they make cool pals on the dark web. <laughs> Stuart says, fine, anything to keep the dark web sustainable. <clears throat> Scene number five. Yeah. I wonder if you're going to keep this sustainable. <laughs> I'll tell you later what my trick is. Actually, I'll tell you now. My script has the words dark web in a very tiny font. <laughs> Ten, you can confirm. His own little director's cues. <laughs> I guess I guess if you would have bolded it, you would have screamed it out. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it's just my Ron, Ron Burgundy uh, moment happening again. Scene number five. Back at, ten, back at Tannis's cat. Cabin. Wayne is finally inside and he's unlacing his boots at the entrance. He's sitting with his legs crossed. Tannis looks at him, bothered. What are you doing? What? Well, you're sitting, breathing, and taking your boots off, so the other thing. To borrow a phrase from my stance on social media, I don't follow. Crossing your legs? <laughs> yeah, for a hot second to take my boots off. Boots or no boots, don't you think it's a little foolish for a man to be sitting like that? On the contrary. <laughs> I'm sitting like this because the less bending over a man does, the better. Mm. 
Sounds homophobic to me. Sounds chiropractic to me. Mm. Just checking. I swing both ways, you know, so if you ever want to invite a girl over, or a guy. Are we gonna have a problem here, Tannis? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop talking, food's ready. Oh. <clears throat> Wayne uncrosses his legs and bends over to finish removing his boots. Next scene, uh, back at, uh, to the skids and their call with Hard Right Jay, uh, played by Jay Baruchel. Uh, Hard Right Jay starts spewing nonsense about how 100% of human beings are cannibals, uh, the ones on Earth anyway. He, uh, he offers up this quote-unquote evidence. Let's rewind the clock. 1840, Ireland. The potato famine forces thousands of those godless heathen bog trotters to migrate to North America. No potatoes, you see. <laughs> Well, then what did those Patty Mick prods eat on the fucking boat over here? Fast forward 1955, Day Plains, Illinois. McDonald's restaurants opened their first location. Not a single cow was photographed that day, and yet they're serving burgers? Gotcha. Now McDonald's openly, openly boasts over 999 billion served. Hard right Jay goes on to assert that Trump spent his first days in office not golfing, but decreasing the percentage of cannibals from 100% down to 13%. (laughs) Uh, Stewart interrupts him to tell him they only joined the dark web to see cool new things, join cool new movements, and make cool new pals. Hard right Jay knows how they can make the coolest new pals ever by joining the hard right. Uh, scene number seven, back at Tannis's cabin, the two lovebirds are eating. Tannis tells Wayne to eat up. He'll need fuel for later. Then she burps. What? What? The actual fuck was that now? <laughs> what now? While you're sitting, eating, and breathing, so the other thing. Burping? Yes. Some primitive, distressing version of it. That was nothing. Terrific. You can burp too. Outstanding. You can fucking fart if you want. You know why? Because it's normal. But is it fashionable? It's becoming... It's unbecoming. Well, your boyfriend, Daryl, burps and spits. Dairy also chases ducks, draws on the walls, and must be told not to taste or touch everything he sees. That's true. So is it because I'm a lady? Who's a lady? So what, you're saying that girls shouldn't burp too? I don't say what girls should do. Well, men shouldn't shackle women. We made prohibition happen. Watch your step. Already walking on eggshells. You done your food? That ship's clear across the pond. Same. Let's go make a fire because it's a beautiful fucking day. Is that what it is? What? Wow. Scene eight. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to all this gold at the hockey rink outside the dressing room coach warns riley and jonesy that the team has a bit of an attitude problem uh, a little bit of leadership going uh, a, a little battle of leadership going on uh, riley and jonesy don't care they just want a cruise ship uh they enter the dressing room to find an all-woman hockey team go go i'm just sorry what the yeah what are you two doing Sorry, boys. Ladies. We didn't know you were ladies, boys. Um, not lady boys. We didn't know you were ladies. You think the door is open to everyone here? <clears throat> Just because Marianne looks like she's homeless doesn't mean you can treat it like a shelter. Fuck you, Betty Ann. But she's right. Doors don't open to everybody here. Just because her mitt looks like the back of Christ's head doesn't mean you can treat it like a church. <laughs> Fuck you, Marianne. Her mitt looks like Babe Ruth's ball glove from the dirty 30s if 20 more dudes spat chewing tobacco in it. Ugh. Your mitt's actually a work of art, Betty Ann. Like Salvador Dali's melting clocks. But instead of melting clocks, it's melting salad bowls of off-pink ice cream. Mm. I love ice cream, Marianne. 
I love all frozen treats. Your mitt looks like I squeezed a cherry red popsicle with a handful of dryer lint. Oh, the, t- the two main characters. So good. The two main members of the Shamrockettes are Betty Ann, played by Kelly McCormack, and uh, Marianne, played by Jess Sol- Sol- Salguero, also known as Mean Nanny from uh, from Working Moms. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's also on The Boys and a fellow pork chop. So uh, awesome to see her so, on the show. So- so define mm. what is mitt. It's what? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> wait, you mean wait? You mean you've been you watched that? You episode? listen to that whole thing, uh huh, and yeah. it's still unclear. You know so, what? I'll just let the other female. This, 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 and, is, the, this is the opposite of the jar. <laughs> I'm like this is. Okay. Um, is, okay. Are they referencing their hockey mitts, like their nope. gloves? Nope. That's no. what I wasn't they sure. They are not, in <laughs> fact, referencing their hockey mitts. Um, Anna, can you feel Anna, this one, please? No. I'll, no. I'll, I'll take this one. Um, yeah. so, say, say it in Russian. Say it. Learn her something, Anna. Learn her something, Anna. I think Victor knows this one. Um, oh, okay, so. okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm on now. I know what that is. Okay, good. I didn't know, right. you know, so podcast rating. Could I wasn't, this. I wasn't entirely sure what they were. I, cause I was thinking they're hockey players and they're talking about their okay. hockey mitts. We've, we, 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 uh, we covered yeah, what, what you're coming. distracted by. So what was yeah. I distracted by? The mitt? The mitt. The, the vag. The vag? The mitt. Gotcha. All right. I'm on. The catcher's oh. mitt. Anyway, uh, scene nine. <laughs> The catcher's mitt, yeah. <laughs> I love how Matt's just shaking his head. Outside Tannis's cabin. This is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> this is fucking embarrassing. We have the garbage can when you need one. It's okay. My wife still still has a little bit of uh, innocence in her. That's good. Uh, outside Tannis's cabin, she, she and Wayne are, and, and Letter Kenny's robbing of her every last shred of it. <laughs> Uh, outside Tannis's cabin, she and Wayne are sitting around a fire. Tannis comments on Wayne's turtleneck. Wayne shouldn't say he's cold, but uh, most ta- most men Tannis knows wouldn't complain about something like that. And that seems to be the last straw for Wayne. Do you see the elephant? You mean next to the bus crash? That's the one. Yeah, I see it. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. <laughs> a woman can be what she wants. That is so nice of you to allow that. Not what I meant. I'm kidding. A woman should be what she wants. Better. There's no definition of a woman. Yes, it's the same as a man. There's no definition. Don't need to woman-splain. I'm aware. (laughs) She finds desirable. And vice versa. Like long-term, like in a relationship. Can confirm. I don't think you're it, cowboy. Oh, you think? (laughs) I know. Good enough. Good stuff. Uh, Short-term, on the other hand. How short? A night. A night. An hour? Maybe more than an hour. A night. A night. Maybe even a morning. Maybe even a morning. Because we didn't do all the things I wanted to do. Well, we talked. We ate. It was good, right? Thank you for supper. My pleasure. We talked. We ate. We sat by the fire. So then the other thing. Good enough. Good stuff. <laughs> they get up and go into the cabin. Uh, production note. Wayne is the king of amicable breakups. <clears throat> Scene 10. <laughs> Next morning at the farmhouse kitchen, Squirrely Dan, Derry, and Katie are still playing cribbage. Or they're playing cribbage again. Um, Wayne walks in and sits at the table. You just been playing all fucking night. How'd it go, big brother? Do you know what? Aside from the end there, so fucking poorly. Called it. How poorly? So yeah. poor. He said so fucking poor. Talking about ultra poor. Called it. what I miss? Taco, taco night. night. But not just any taco night. ELA taco night. 
oh, there's no taco night, like an L.A. taco night. Oh, yeah. You've never had a taco night unless you've had an L.A. taco night. Oh, yeah. Well, if it's taco night in L.A., and you must have had a hike. Did you have a hike? Oh, yeah. You can't have a taco night in L.A. without having a hike. Oh, yeah. We had an L.A. hike, but it was so cold. It gets so cold in L.A. Oh, yeah. It's a desert, don't you know? Oh, yeah. It gets just as cold in <laughs> L.A. It's just a different kind of cold in L.A. Well, pull your finger out of your ass. That's what I say. I said, pull your finger out of your ass. You're from L.A. And we fade to black. <laughs> well, actually, there's a, there's about a dozen more LA jokes before this. I was going to say, yeah. But I, I didn't. There's a lot more. Yeah. LA, so they get increasingly specific. Yeah. But uh, just I, get I thought, so hyper specific. And the more specific they get, the more unlikely they get. For the, it's like, wait, uh, whoa, whoa, hold on. I love <laughs> how you phrase that hyper specific. Yes, that's the yes. way I would have called that. And then you're dead on. <laughs> All right. Uh, initial thoughts, Matt. It was fun. Mm. I, I like this one a lot. I mean, I, and, and I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of good things. I mean, I love everything about the dynamic that they built around um, Tannis and Wayne from start to finish. Because mm. I mean, I think it was the last one we were talking about this. And, um, and, I, and I said that, that they're, that I, I mean, it was, it was easy yeah, to see did. in advance that, that they're going to be a hot mess. Mm. Like they're not for each other. It's so obvious, and this was so perfect in how they displayed mm-hmm. it playing out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to go a little personal, I've come out of a hot mess relationship, but I, what I loved what they did here is that what I've done with my new one is they were brutally honest throughout it, right? Mm-hmm. They, there was nothing holding back. Wayne was like, here's what I do. She would you know, fight back. That's cool. And they were right out in the open, and then ultimately culminated them saying, this isn't for us. But at the same time, it was very mature mm-hmm. in a way that they're like, we're still young. We got needs. Let's go have a good time. Um, <laughs> I loved how it all played out. The intro of Jay Baruchel. I'm a massive Jay Baruchel fan. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I love him. People love or hate him. I love him. I think I'm declared all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, yes. I, I think he's fantastic. Um, I, I mean, even back to like the Trotsky and other things that he's done, I'm a big fan of his. So I know he comes more in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, nice. I love so the next episode is called Hard Right Jay. So yes, yeah, we're yeah, going to get lots yeah, yeah. more of them. Absolutely. <laughs> there was just a lot of good. Mark Ford was Mark Ford was spot on. He always is spot <laughs> yeah, on. So but um, yeah, I mean, I just I just really enjoyed the story in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did a really really good job of telling what a what a attempted failed relationship looks like, mm-hmm. and it and they did it fantastically. Tanya. Um, okay, so here's what I didn't get. Other than, other than the mitts, the mitt. other than the mitts, which that one's gonna stand for a while, I'm sure. So here's what I didn't get: Didn't Wayne and Tannis already go down that path once? Be- like she called him up saying she was pregnant. Yeah, so they had the one hookup, but it was just the one night stand. He went to have steaks, and then they hooked up, and then she got pregnant, and yeah. Because because they're they're they kind of built this like this was their first time like he was doing no, up as a couple they as, were trying the couple thing. Yeah, yeah don't confuse dating with with a, with, with yeah, what they, they did. just had a one night stand the, the first time all right and this I actually time, understand what you mean because mm-hmm. it's um there's because of the season change isn't it mm-hmm. it's remember when they uh when he breaks up with Rosie because Tannis makes eyes at him at the yeah. baby for Thunder Bay it's yeah. summer. 
and now it's winter and now it looks like it's still their first time oh, right. wedding well, and, driving and, and they've already to been to a wedding together yes yeah, so. and they've already been to a wedding yeah. together and they've already yeah. had that like and and Tannis right. went to the uh hot tub party exactly. and stuff like that trying so, to yeah. win them so over so they've like, clearly gone out together mm-hmm. and they've clearly done so clearly they've, they've had sex clearly yeah. they've gone Absolutely. out but in all this it seems Wayne had never taken off his boots in front of her <laughs> yes so this is the first time he's actually yeah. seeing this process happen right well we've seen like (laughs) the rest of the time it happened upright in the bar and and tennis is even cooked for him like that whole barbecue that that cookout Mm -hmm, and i'm like well why all of a sudden have they known each other well there's always been other people other than when they're having sex there's always been other people versus one-on-one yeah this time it's just the two of them at her cabin uh, acting like a couple um there's nothing there's nothing to say that Mm -hmm. they've ever actually dated Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is like an actual date. Like going going with somebody to a wedding. Uh, I mean, sure, it's a date, but not because you're still they with beat friends. People up like there yeah. was no good behavior. Yeah. There was still like the raw. <laughs> no, but that but that behavior is ex- that that's acceptable behavior by by Wayne in terms of like beating like fighting. Uh, what isn't acceptable is is, that also is, spitting. is spitting or burping or or unbecoming stuff from from a lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I I was I was having a hard time kind of mm-hmm. um um matching up what was what their relationship was and what it's now going to be and mm-hmm. now is not anyways um loved the bantering between Wayne and Tannis loved um they're they're so smart they're so um uh, clever with with their their lines and how they set them up um but the other interactions between the Hicks and their LA references mm-hmm. and and it just felt like the other um the other portions of the episode was just uh, um, commercials. Like mm-hmm. we've, we've called them out before. Mm-hmm. Um, they just seem to be so repetitive mm-hmm. and it, they, they just bored me. Like they would say the same line over and over again, just changing one word. Mm-hmm. And that's never really been my thing. So it, that, that became a little uh, tiresome. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Um, you know, so when when we talked about uh, the 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 how this podcast started, Tanya, found, you know, uh, walked in on me uh, watching Fart Book and said, "What the fuck are you watching?" Yeah. When I say that I sat her down and showed her another episode to prove how how this was a good show, this was the episode I showed her um, yeah. because uh, I just watched it and I'm like, "Oh my god, the writing in those Wayne and Tana scenes was brilliant." It's like not in not since relationships have I seen better written uh, scenes. Like in relationships, I love the scene with Wayne and uh, and the 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 two hard date the the the. The psychiatrist. Uh, the psychiatrist date. I loved the the dial the, the the dialogue between those two, the acting and and everything, and uh, that's probably that's and why they, it's, they still it's, have that letter Kenny um like the the um, repetitive uh, repetition of the joke. Mm-hmm. But they do it in a better way. They yeah. do it in a clever way and and in, in yeah. a smarter way. So the that one there, you know, relationship still my number one episode um, in my top fives. And this one here, that the dialogue written in this, the scenes between Wayne and Tannis are the same, are are at that same level. I love it, like so well written. The interaction, the the even the breakup scene, the just really well acted. Can't say enough. Yes, uh, the LA stuff was tiresome. Um, I wish it wasn't in this episode. 
Uh, the Riley and Jonesy thing, that's just setting up a storyline for this season. And, and I think that was fun. Um, and the, the skids also setting up a storyline that we're going to see in, in the next episode. So call them commercial breaks or just call them, you know, call them what they are setting up the story. Uh, it's fine. The, the main story here between Wayne and Tannis was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Some of my, my favorite stuff on the show, Victor. Okay, well, let me uh, help Tanya out here. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, uh, go find kind of one of your favorite hardcover books on the shelf, and and one with a with a jacket, and and probably what what will happen is if you take the jacket off, the book will actually be a lot nicer on the inside, and 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 that's kind of this episode, right? Because because all all the gripes you have about it are really the the the, the ends. The, it's the book cover and the book end. So if you just just kind of remove the book jacket off this episode, what you get left uh, with is a really darn good story, mm-hmm. uh, with 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 peppering in with some other great things to come. I love. I can't wait. I can't wait for the locker room scenes. Now <laughs> I was. We were all getting a little tired of the of the locker rooms. The boomtown uh, and the, the, the boomtowns. Yeah, I think we, that was getting repetitive and. Mm-hmm. I can't wait where this is going to go. I, I, I again, I, I I'll, we'll give you a pass, Tanya. Now that you understand what that was all about, <laughs> maybe you should go and rewatch it. You'll have a different appreciation for it. But just you can just see where it's just going to be so much fun. So, so that was a great. So we had a great setup inside the book. So there was like this little this teaser inside, and then uh, around that was this just incredible, wonderful. Uh, entertaining and uh, really engaged story between between Wayne and Tannis. And so, um, I don't know, there's just not much uh, not to love about this episode if you mm-hmm. just remove the jacket off the book. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the skid part? Did you like that? The whole you know what? cannibalism, yeah, yeah, dark yeah, web? Yeah, 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 well, hey, listen, you know what? Uh, <laughs> well, hey, uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> If somebody told you that they found a website about how to prepare human flesh uh, and you can go visit it and no one will ever know because it's the dark, dark web and uh, it's untraceable. And just out of morbid curiosity, would you not want to go check that out? Be honest with yourself, Tanya. Uh, I've never asked myself that question. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, But but the question was presented in front of you. Yeah. I honestly yeah. don't know. The, you're asking my the, question. You're asking, how but, is preparing human flesh any different from preparing any other kind of uh, meat? Different, different well, spices. You have to use. You've been on is the- that it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a different flavor profile, or uh, exactly Montreal steak spice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's only on Canadians. Um, S and P. Uh, uh, let me just be, 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 before we get Anna's take. I uh, <laughs> just want to say about the the the, the Shamrock Ed stories. Uh, I don't like to to do spoilers, but in this case, whenever we see scenes with because it's a uh, Kelly or um, Betty Ann and Marianne watch the other players because they're the only two who are going to speak. But if you watch the other <laughs> the other actresses who are playing the players, and I think they're actual hockey players uh, that they use in those scenes, watch because because they're not professional actors, they have a really hard time keeping from breaking. And, oh, yeah. e- and even in, in last night's uh, episode, you can see some of them like trying not to ruin the scene, but but fighting back, you know, the, the laughter. Yeah. So that's going to happen a lot with with these. And, and Tanya, just one more thing about the skit scene. I mean, the skit scene, you know, maybe you weren't 
totally entertained by the whole dark web thing. But then the dark web is what brought us hard right J. Mm-hmm. And that was that was you know, amusing and entertaining. And I had no idea that he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. So, so oh, yeah. you know, that that's a bit of a spoiler there. So uh, but but that was fun, you mm-hmm. know, and, and he's like, um, I don't know. I, have they had other big time actors yet on that show? And big time. Not you know, yet. Whatever. So, I mean, but, but this is so. So he's like one of the first, the first. kind of, you know, celebrities, if you will, yeah. uh, doing a cameo and maybe more than a cameo. What's he from? Uh, well, he's a bunch of movies. I'll show you later. Right. He, he, there's, go go and seek out the full season of Undeclared. Yeah, I, you know, and that, I love that's how like, Matt just shakes his head. Okay, Matt, there's something you have to understand about my wife. Uh, cele- oh, don't let the no, secret in. No, no, don't justify it. No, no, oh, cele- celebrity is lost on her. She doesn't know. I like don't. she, if she sees an actor, I have to explain who the actor is, and she, oh, I like that movie. She doesn't. She, she doesn't uh, key in on on who I the don't. actors are. She does. She'd be perfect to work at like a film fest or whatever because she would listen, not. Listen, you married her. That's your choice. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Alan's actually diagnosed me. What yeah. am I? Uh, oh, I forget. I, I, but she she after face blind. She's face blind. I have a after, face. After I can't freak. recognize faces. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tanya, Jen's after, right up there with you. <laughs> Tanya, if you watched Freaks and Geeks after that, there was Undeclared. There was a bunch of actors that came over to that, and he was kind of the main, uh, uh, I guess, main character on the show. But Seth Rogen, so many others. It, he he he's been in lots of great stuff, but that for me, that's one of my favorite things that he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I thought this was a really fun that he was on this, and and, and 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 you know, can't wait to see more. Uh, but right. again, Tanya, judge judge, don't get. Don't get dismayed by the cover of the book. <laughs> All right. Let's let our uh, guest uh, have a word. Anna. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, this Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorites for all the reasons mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the interplay between Wayne and Tannis, how unexpected it is in the sense that uh, uh, you do not expect the issues that come up between them is that she thinks Wade isn't manly enough for her. <laughs> that is the last thing one would expect, but there we are. Um, I even, I mean, I even, I love the, the, the Shamrock cats with their endless uh, mid insults. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I could have done without some bits. So the maybe the skids, you know, the the little bit with the skids, the endless names for various boats they're going to acquire. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, it feels pretty smooth. You know, the like you said, the, their dancing storylines. You know, they had their. It's it's got its riffs. It's got its drum solos. The you know, I think of the you know the endless interplay. Like all the names of boats are like a drum solo. Yeah. You know, and the rest is, but you know, maybe a little bit drum heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of it is just great. And I, I loved hearing um, uh, Hard Ride Jay because um, I just, as soon as he, he started talking, I just I remember I turned to my husband and said, "Is this hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon?" <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, and of, and of course it is. Hiccup Absolutely, from How to it Train is. Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I closed my eyes and I imagined <laughs> all of that being said by Pippa Kickup from How to Train Your <laughs> oh, Dragon. Good for you. Um, so then my husband pointed out that this is what Hiccup would have might have turned into if <laughs> he had killed the dragon after wounding it in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He would have gone down the dark path. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that cements my hit canon for Hard Right Jay is that this is what he turned into. Wow. 
Um, oh, that's we, such a good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just gave you just gave the origin story to the band. Imagine yeah, that's Dragons. Their, yeah. that's my origin story for Hard Right Jay. Um, my, my head just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I think this episode should be commended for possibly the only valid use of woman's plain ever. Uh, which, <laughs> I mean. Uh, you gotta hand it to Wayne, you know. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna interrupt a woman to say that she's woman explaining something to you, like, okay, buddy, you know what? Yeah, she yeah. was kind of going overboard. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was Jared it was Keenan, it was delivered flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, with his impeccable again, mm-hmm. dr- a drummer's a true drummer sense of timing that he so has. What I like um, the 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 the. Just uh, the contrast between Wayne's timing, that patter, and but Tannis's kind of reaction. Like she, she doesn't have that timing. She's more like a natural reaction to everything. Like her reactions during the breakup, some of her reactions to him are so easy and so natural that it, they they look so real. The way she she would react to what well, he was she saying. makes full use of her face, yes. unlike Wayne, who yeah. has one facial expression. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, he so he's those. all he's all sound mm-hmm. and, and 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 eyebrows or or squints. You know they have different degrees of squints. Well, one one yes. thing they didn't call out was after he went into the cabin after her and just before he closed the door, he did that little jump that he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> Whenever he stands up, he oh, jumps Wayne. to attention first, and then he. Yeah. Oh, Wayne! Wayne is uh, I I just uh, Wayne is like. I, I'm not going to say he's my spirit animal, but I mean, are we going to have? A I know problem, you guys have Tannis? mentioned that he's he, that he's <laughs> a, he's on the spectrum, and he is a hundred percent on the spectrum. Yeah, it, it becomes more just, and more clear as these episodes go that that he's somewhere yeah. on that spectrum for sure. <laughs> and it's I I just I don't know how he so arrived at this mm-hmm. character. You know, I don't know how he decided, first of all, that the two characters that he's going to play on the show are going to be both sound like Mickey Mouse, except one of them is going to be Mickey Mouse on Xanax and the other is going to be Mickey Mouse on meth. (laughs) And let me say, Betty Ann and Marianne are basically female versions of Shorzy that just chirp at each other. uh, At least in this episode, they're they're just female Shorzy for sure that that we can see. All right, uh, so let's let's get to ratings here then, Matt. What do you give this episode? Fresh clearance or compost? Yeah, I, I mean, I won't I won't dick around. It's 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 a uh, for sure a fresh on this one. I loved I loved the story. <clears throat> I loved the way they told the Tannis and Wayne tale on this one. But also, I mean, I want to go a bit further. They introduced two new elements of story. So the skid aspect and the intro of Hard Ride J. I'm really mm-hmm. excited about that. I know he doesn't. Sticker and no spoiler, spoiler, but he doesn't stick on very long. But regardless, I like it's a new <laughs> element. Um, but but that was great. And then the the Shamrockettes intro was amazing. And mm-hmm. and if you look at the Shamrockettes and the Wayne and Tannis thing, there was a massive script flip from what you're traditionally used to in those two scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. So the Sham, like how they went at each other, was so brutal. And I thought it was so well done. I laughed my ass off <laughs> to the. Betty Ann and Mar- sorry, Betty Ann and Marianne, I think it was. Yeah. Um, the, everything they went back and forth on was like had me in stitches. I was dying, <laughs> and it was so brutal and out there. And I'm like, this is so good. It and was then, art. 
It was absolute art. It really was. Yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly what right. you, under, you understand it. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> I love their reference to Salvador Dali because yeah. if you think about oh. it, their their the um, melting clock. Insults, oh my god. Yeah. The melted the melted clocks that became the melted mm-hmm. bowls of off-brand yeah. pink ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, and, if you think of their insults as, uh, you know, surrealist paintings, <laughs> Shorzy is more like abstract because he comes at you from completely unexpected angles and yeah. things he says are sometimes not even insulting. They're just weird. <laughs> but, but, but like those so- two. <laughs> I appreciated that they weren't sitting in the can when they were doing it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm shocked. You, I'm, but I'm shocked. Victor and and Tanya have mentioned how over the top they're. I mean, you guys were pretty disrupted by Gail early on as well, mm-hmm. and they are right up there with Gail in terms of. They, they've grown to appreciate Gail about now. Maybe, maybe that's so. it. They, maybe we're ready for Marianne and Betty Ann yeah. because we've we've come accustomed to Gail, and mm-hmm. now it feels okay. <laughs> but I mean, to, to finish my point, like even the whole Wayne and Tannis thing, they flipped the script there too. You know, all the stereotypes. You know, the the woman's plane was a great thing, Anna, that you called out because you wouldn't hear that term in that context, but it was delivered so well in the right context in a way that everyone understood mm-hmm. because it's totally reversed. And like some of the things that you would, you know, commonly in reverse, like, again, it normally be from my experience. And this is my, the woman saying, you know, like you, you let a burp go. What the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. why would you do that? That's mm-hmm. gross. Like who does that? Like my wife still yells at me every time I let one go. Um, but like things like that, that this is a regular occurrence, but it's totally flipped. Yeah. And honestly, that main scene, the only thing that upset me was the fact that she was smoking. Like the burp doesn't bother me one bit, but I mean, and I am a previous smoker and mm-hmm. I don't care about people that smoke. I just personally don't find it very attractive. Mm-hmm. So that was a, the only thing in that scene that caught me off guard, but everything from then on everything that tannis called him out on was a a, a script flip and Mm -hmm. and i loved it because it just was just a different perspective and i and i love different perspectives so yeah it's 100 a fresh episode tanya you're reading i i just i have to i have to um share a story because matt's just like (laughs) totally brought it all forward in my head um there was a situation you should be oh shit so um, there was a situation with uh, one of Alan's cousins and oh. <laughs> he, he is very, oh, no. um, very European, very um, male chauvinist, male chauvinist. And um, like girls don't do that sort of thing. And uh, we spent the weekend with them at a cottage and we were down at the fire and he was ripping shots left, right and center and, and just, you know, doing his thing. And, um, something I don't, I don't know whether I just got pushed too far one way that, you know, he just kept on asking her to do things and, and he wasn't do anyways, I ended up repping a shot. I I went over to the fire. I put a, I put a log on and I ripped it hard and loud and I knew it was coming. And, um, and Alan was just like, kind of like sitting there shaking his head and like putting his head down and his hand over his face. And, and, and Alan's cousins, like you did that. Right. And like (laughs) saying to Alan, like you take, take the ownership of that. And, and he's like, no, no, (laughs) that was her. And he walked away from the fight. He was so pissed off at me. He walked away. He was so bothered by it. He walked away from the fire and I'm like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like we have the same. So I'm, full on Tannis on this. Um, I, I, I completely, I completely, uh, I feel her. I I'm like, absolutely loved the storyline. Loved that she called him out on things. And, uh, um, 
Um, she was rough around the edges, but she was rough in a great way. Like it was, it was, it was a perfect, perfect storyline. Um, so your rating would be, so I love the, but I I did, uh, (laughs) Victor called (laughs) it. And here comes the pain. Victor (laughs) called it like the other stuff just was bored the shit out of me. It really did. It was just too much repetition. And I'm, and my apologies. I didn't see the whole uh, how to train your dragon. So I don't have that to call back on to. You have to, kids. What I, do you watch? I've never seen that movie or movie. I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Okay. Uh, the first one, the, the first one, um, it's now a It's now like a multi, yeah, multi five, sequel yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Many. I, the first I, one I, is fantastic. The first one is, okay. is just a masterpiece. So I, I okay. totally oh. agree with you, Anna. We're and it is a of- fam- It is a perfect family cartoon. So okay. it's going to be, it is definitely not a, children's alone or you well, know, seeing as though alone, we've been alone. in COVID for a year and we're running out of new things to watch and we haven't watched that one I shall put it on the list for this weekend but for now I didn't get it I will go back and watch the whole mitt thing now that I know that if they're not talking about their hockey gloves I'm like I'll watch that again but for now, I'll just stick it in the clearance because okay. um, those things just kind of floated over me and I was kind of bored. Okay, that's fair. There you go. <clears throat> I disagree wholly. Oh, and, <laughs> and Matt's holding up a D. I think he's, I think he's trying to <laughs> distract you. He's trying to distract you with <laughs> a D. A D? Uh, Flip it around. Wait, are we supposed to bring props? <laughs> Here, I have, I have a prop. She's got a prop. Let's, oh, Here, she's got a stamp a, on her a forehead. Stamp. <laughs> this, is a, this is a boat. Oh, uh, nice. A ship. It's a ship. It's a schooner, not a sailboat. <laughs> let's get a, Let's get the traditional American Samoan dabble canoe, boys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. Uh, this is, I mean, 100% fresh for me. I won't, I won't rehash everything I've said because it's glowing. I just got to one thing I do want to say, uh, and I've, I've commented this uh, on Twitter before. A lot of shows, uh, they, 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 when, once they land on one, like kind of a catchphrase or saying, or, 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 or kind of like joke, they'll, they'll ride it until it dies. Uh, I feel like letter Kenny creates these on a, on an episode by episode basis. I love the, the device they use in this one where it's like, what the fuck are you doing? What? Well, you're sitting there, you're, 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 Time, you're doing your boots, blah blah blah. The other thing, and and they repeated it three times. Yeah. And like they, Love that. I loved it. Like so well written, so well thought out. Like brilliant and and creative. And and again, a lesser show might have used that. Like you know, um, across multiple episodes, Letter Kenny uses it once, and they're going to throw it away, and they're going to create something brilliant for the next episode. That's what I appreciate appreciates about this. This is absolutely a fresh for me, Victor. Yeah, it's a fresh for me. Uh, it's uh, it's not a hundred percent fresh. There's, you know, when you take the three elements that weren't great, uh, it it brings the it brings it down from being perfect. And those three elements are, uh, you know, a, a, a bad cover, uh, a bad back cover, uh, and 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 that whole that whole minutia on the whole boat. So I didn't really get like why why did we just spend two minutes talking about boats so the coach um, can lose his shit like it, those yeah, scenes yeah, yeah, were yeah, whatever, is whatever, that the only whatever. reason yeah, I thought there I was thought another inside yeah, joke to it's that just going, it's, the, it's just driving it up and up no, no, he's up just up getting more and more excited about a ship no, no, like yeah. a championship right so it's just so they're just naming off boats they're doing what they do I, they riff right I, 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 I get no no I get it it's another drum solo yeah 
yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. I just didn't, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't just didn't, uh, you know, it wouldn't go on my playlist. Yeah. Like whenever they riff on the words that are uncomfortable or, you know, that moist, moist. or whatever, like the, no, that's, no. that's what you they do. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, I'm I don't sorry. need any more yeah. mansplaining. I, I get it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, mansplaining to my well wife, done. not to you, Victor. <laughs> but, but anyway, yes. um, but, but those three things, those three scenes mm-hmm. out, we're left with what is, what I would say is just pure gold, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just it's just gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those those lines out of Kiso, uh, I I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, you know, I can't I can't I can't say verbatim, but it's the way it was your favorite line too, Al, mm-hmm. uh, about being hungry or, or whatever. It oh was. yeah. I, I, I you know I fell off I fell yes. off my chair when it he was said such that. a that great great line. That one goes in the pantheon of lines. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. It's just pure gold. Like mm-hmm. he, he just, just no, no question about it. Yeah. And the fact that we got um, hard right, Jay. Uh, you know, for all those reasons, it's not a perfect episode, but what's what's there is golden. Awesome, Anna. Uh, same. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fresh, except for the minor hiccup. Uh-huh, hiccup. Um, um, the minor, the minor interludes. You know, the cover of Li, which I, <laughs> I mean, okay, fine. I'm a Letter Kitty fan. I know about Kiso's complicated relationship with Li, mm-hmm. but for anybody who's coming in cold, yeah, this must be a very strange interlude to listen to. Fair <laughs> yeah, agree. You know, without any insider knowledge of mm-hmm. why are you picking on Li. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great. The Betty Ann and Marianne are like, I think, MVPs of this episode. Um, Janice and, and Wayne, uh, uh, you know, they're they're also great. But I want to give MVP to Betty Ann and Marianne just because <laughs> they've made such an incredible entrance. Yeah. You know, that was their introduction. And it was, I mean, you could not wish for better introduction well, to characters. You put it earlier. It was art. Mm-hmm. It's art. It's 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 absolute ch- chirping art. If chirping was art, this was the this was they were the Salvador Dali of chirping. <laughs> um, I love that you know, and I did love the Tannis and Wayne's you know problems with each other were so un- unpredictable from mm-hmm. the previous point of view of the show. Really, Tannis's problem with Wayne was that she was behaving <laughs> like a prissy maid naunty from the Victorian era. Um, and his problem with her, well, that we got some exposure to because they previously mentioned on us and she had a little rough around the edges, you mm-hmm. know, like, but we didn't realize that she was also going to have problems with him. Yeah. Having a boyfriend and, uh, you know, <laughs> I love all these. By the way, I love the hint, the, the weird I- insistence that Daryl is his boyfriend <laughs> um, from Tannis, because you'd think Wayne's objection to this would be, uh, so what if Daryl, like, spits and burps i'm not i don't have to maintain an erection while talking to him like yeah. <laughs> i'm not in the relationship with him but his reply was well he also draws on walls and chases ducks yeah. like he's, he's, he's an eight-year-old that, yeah that, wait hang on that's your problem with wait so hang on so if daryl wasn't such a you know a child you he, he would be your boyfriend like is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah i mean that i okay fine i'll, I'll take that <laughs> awesome all right. I don't uh, see what's wrong with chasing ducks, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah chasing ducks and drawing on walls and tea stuffing everything. 
All right, we're gonna, we're we're approaching the longest episode I think we've ever done. Uh, let's do the quickly top fives. Uh, starting with Matt, does this break your top five, Matt? No, no, no. I mean, I loved it, but it's it's a top ten, but I wouldn't say it's a top five. All right, Tanya, I'm gonna guess that that's a no for you. No, uh, this is definitely in my top five. I'm probably gonna oh. sneak it in. Uh, at you just got a num- thing for Tanya. Number three. It's um, it the, like I said, the writing in this, the dialogue in this, and yeah, Tanis. I mean, Tanis is awesome in this one. Uh, but Tanis and Wayne were so much fun in this, and uh, and this is a you know, this is a a, a banner episode, a letter, Kenny. Like you, you talk about this episode. The old college try. It's one of those episodes people know, uh, you know, and um, for sure it's in my top five. Uh, Victor, does this make your top five? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's a hard one. Uh, we'll just keep it in our top 10 for now. Okay. Uh, and uh, Anna, I mean, I don't expect you to rhyme off your top five, but uh, if you want to give us some of your favorites, uh, any that we can look forward to, feel free. Um. You know, it's I don't really rank them by episode. You know, I kind of view each scene on its own merit mm-hmm. because sometimes they will have like incredible scenes stuffed into a mediocre episode and yep. or the other way around. The episode itself will be smooth, but like you will have no standout scenes. Uh, I this one is definitely one of my favorites, uh, per se, you know, for the for Betty Ann and Marianne and for Wayne and Tennis's weird bisexual friend energy <laughs> uh, that, that they discovered between themselves. Um, uh, and also for Harare J, <laughs> because I just can't, I, I, I can't, I close my eyes and he's wearing Norse armor. Well, that's funny because now, now when Tanya wa- finally does go- get around to watching How to Train a Dragon, she's gonna, she's gonna basically see Hard Ride J yeah, yeah, hunting dragons. I shall tell you, I, I shall change my vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to uh, listener comments. Um, I don't have. Uh, we've got a few more Shorzy chirps to <laughs> to read from uh, this past week. I posted uh, um, his chirps from from our episode last week, and he uh, he responded saying. Uh, glad to finally hear you're having a worthwhile discussion, you piece of shit. I needed a break from sexting your mom long enough to catch my breath. I really like the photos she sent of her laying on your Pokemon bed. She make me squirtle three times. Give your balls a tug. Uh, so, <laughs> and then I said, squirtle. fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> fuck you, Shorzy. He said, fuck you, produce stand. I might have given you too much credit. Honestly, I've heard better content from boys dropping trow in the locker room stalls after poutine and pudding. I'm afraid listening too often and too long may give me debilitating uh, case of sudden onset ED. And uh, that's from Shorzy. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> we're not getting any more uh, listener comments other than Shorzy comments, but just got to give them props because uh, they are well written. Uh, all right. So like I said, we're approaching uh, one of the, our longest episodes. So let's uh, let's do some final comments before I close this off. Matt, do you have any final words? I mean, not much. I just th- this was a fun one. Um, Anna, thanks for joining us. I always love having um, other listeners on the show. It's such a blast. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I know I, I gave my clearance last episode. I stand by it. It was a solid episode, but I thought they missed the ball in the city. It's just to recap. Uh, I thought this one, they did a great job. And um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Awesome. Uh, Tanya? Uh, thanks to Matt for providing some D, even when the show didn't. 
Uh, There's a lot of myth, though. <laughs> there you go. And he even has it the right way now. Uh, By the way, Matt's showing us the letter D. Uh, Wait, did you say there's a lot of myth? <laughs> mitt. Yeah. And, and mitt. Oh, mitt. I thought they were like, okay, never mind. See? I, I, See? It's confusing, right? Not just me. Not just me. <laughs> I think I'm going to blame my speakers on this. This is like an old camera, old speakers. I'm just going to blame the equipment here. Uh, yeah, it was that. Um, that was that was all I had to say. All right. Uh, I'd like to, Anna, thank you so much for, for joining us today and for being a patron. And oh, and Matt's spelling oh, up Mitt oh, on his gosh. screen. Now. Um, thank you for I hope you had a good time. I did. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. And it's been, it's been a blast. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have you back. We're, we're starting to, uh, you know, go around. Well, we've got a couple more patrons that haven't been on yet, but uh, now I'm going to go back to the previous, our previous guests and see if they want to come back on. So well, we'll have them on soon. Actually, next week we're having Crystal on. Uh, she's one of the, the re few remaining patrons who haven't had a chance to join the panel. So she'll be joining us next week. Um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to Hard Right Jay next week. And so is she. When I told her which episode she was doing, she got very excited. So uh, that, that'll be fun. Uh, Victor. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so Victor got his baseball mitt out. So you just happened to have that laying around there, did you? Seriously. <laughs> Uh, I I've got everything. Anything, any prop you need, I'll, I'll any be able prop to do this. you need. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but oh, anyway, uh, Matt spelling it out. Victor's bringing the prop. <laughs> oh, and there we go. Oh, oh, and now okay. Anna's showing her kitten. Oh, I, I was going to say the other word, but uh, kitten's yeah. probably more yes, appropriate. Yes, I figured. I, well, okay, don't have a mitt. But <laughs> yeah, at, at nineteen yeah, years old, her. I'm not I'm not sure that's a kitten at nineteen. But, yeah. but yes, it's it is. They're always a kitten. It's yeah, always a, they're always important. Speaking of that's which, um, uh, Victor, we haven't had a pumpkin up update in a while. How's pumpkin doing? Pumpkin, pumpkin is doing super well. Okay, like good. you know, she 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 was on the brink of death, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and and uh, she is completely bounced back. She's she can't wait for for the good weather to to uh, go outside and start you know uh, chasing the birds and admiring the squirrels and all that kind of stuff. So um, she's right now doing super well. We know that there's this underlying issue that she has with her kidneys but whatever just like just enjoy your life mm -hmm. she's 13 and a half years old now and uh we always kind of joke uh, you know because you have to have fun with the stuff wondering is she going to make it to the next big you know holiday or something mm -hmm. like that and because one of because when things go wrong they just go wrong all of a sudden it's not yeah. something that you know you get a warning for yeah uh so we're just we're just enjoying her for every day that we have uh we're able to spend with her and uh uh, trying to give her the best life that we can. So, yeah. um, you know, and, you. and she, and she's just my only mildly amused by it all. And, uh, as, uh only <laughs> sometimes appreciates it. So awesome. that's, uh, that's pumpkin. Uh, Anna, any uh, final words? Oh, I love Letterkenny. Don't you guys love Letterkenny? Uh, yeah. <laughs> growing, we, we, growing we, well, but, yeah. I hear so many like, um, I, see, I hear so much hedging on this show about these episodes. <laughs> like you want to justify, you know, it's like, oh, yes. Well, no, it's all great. Uh, you know, let's just, you know, let's dry, dial it back. Let's dial it down a little here. You know, it's not, we're not super fans here. Like, oh, no. We have our criticisms <laughs> like, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. I love this show. It's you know a what? great show. We wouldn't be doing this if we weren't actual fan. I mean, Tanya's <laughs> Tanya's come around, I think, and 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 yeah. so is Victor. But Matt and yeah. I are definitely super fans. So uh, 
Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we appreciate your fandom and, and your support and listening to us and, and your patronage. So now I'm going to play us off uh, with a song that was on in this episode. Uh, Good is new by. Oops, by Vacationer. Why well, can't. Oh, there we go. Is it working now? There we go. <laughs> Where's the garbage camera? You need one. Shut up, Matt. Shut up, Victor. <laughs> Good is new by Vacationer. Let that one marinate for a sec. Make sure you have enough time to do the extra. Oh no, there's a, the post it comes up pretty quick on this one, so I'll just talk over it. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we recap and review episode three of season five, Hard Right J. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes or become a patron. There's a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at Pod. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to play some cribbage and then surf the dark web. On behalf of Anna, Matt, Victor, Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week. Yeah.